All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Lee's Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. And away we go for the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosso with you getting set for Leafs and Kings tonight from Scotiabank Arena. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest happening on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to it later on in the show. What's happening on this Thursday, Rosie? Not too much today, my man. Just uh, excited for the game today and uh, see if the Leafs keep this streak rolling. These shows are easy to do and they just keep uh, the freight train rolling like they have in the last month and a half, hey? A little. It's a bit of a different feeling than it is in October, that's for sure. But we'll take the positivity. And speaking of positivity, I'm sure you've seen this news by now. But, you know, 10 minutes before we hopped on, on, here, on air here, uh, TJ Brody and his oblique injury looks like he's ready to return tonight on a pairing with Connor Timmins. Can you believe Toronto went 9-0-3 without TJ Brody in the lineup? Yeah, I can't believe they've been doing that without Riley and Brody and Lilligren and just all the guys in Muzzin. And it's just like never ending. And it's always to the back end of the decor there. And uh, it's nice to get Broads back for sure. But yeah, dude, I j- it's hard to explain why they've done so well with, you know, the injuries to maybe the most susceptible part of their entire roster. And 
you'd think that would really bite them in the ass and it's done the complete opposite. So yeah, tough to explain. It's just one of those things where they found something, man. One of those, one of those things you can't explain, but uh, they're sure liking it in that locker room. I'm sure. On top of that, looking forward to seeing again that pairing with Brody and Timmins. And long-term, it could be a thing, right? So might as well start now. But certainly from a defensive point of view, this team has been so locked in for a long period of time. Again, haven't lost a game in regulation since November 11th. Before we move along here, should mention as well some bonus material coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Very seldom do you get that on this podcast. Bonus material. I had a chance to catch up with uh, Dallas Stars sniper Jason Robertson, of course, his brother, Nick Robertson with the Maple Leafs will play a snippet of my interview for the NHL available right now on the NHL YouTube page a bit later on. I asked him about his family and playing his brother. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for that in about 15 minutes from now. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. It is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings from Scotiabank Arena. You look at the records, LA 14-10-4, Toronto 16-5-6. Both teams coming off road victories. Um, Without question, again, it'll continue to be a storyline as we move forward here. A 20-game point streak for Mitch Marner. Can he extend it tonight, Rosie? I'm sure he can. Why wouldn't he? He's been doing it 20 in a row every game. He seems to get on the board and does it early and often half the time. So uh, why wouldn't he keep going? I just think it'll just keep going until something happens it's just luck at this point as, as as far as it goes he might miss one and then get back on a six game heater like again it doesn't really matter to me it's uh he's got the Leafs record which was the big talk he's no one's ever close to those records in the 80s of Gretzky and those guys putting up 50 in a row and can't see that happening but I, I'd rather just move on from this until he starts approaching that if that even happens. But until then, I'm kind of done with it and just want to focus more on the team aspect and what's going on than the yeah. than the individual stuff. We know he's sick. We know he's on a heater. And yeah, hopefully it keeps continuing in the form of uh, putting up a W tonight. Yeah, I was going to say the rest is gravy from here. He got the uh, team point streak record. And again, the next closest thing are the modern day records. Crosby at 25, Patrick Kane at 26. So we'll monitor that over the next uh Week or so, hopefully it continues here for Mitch Marner against the Los Angeles Kings. And I sort of wonder, like, does he have to put money on the board every game during this point streak? How would it work? <laughs> Probably not. But um, <laughs> during the big ones, I'm sure he would. And I don't know. Everyone's different, man. I He might be the kind of guy that likes to chuck some up there every night. And who knows? But no, he's, he, I don't think by uh, unwritten rule, he's obligated to do it every single night or you know, with the heater he's on, even a guy like him might go bankrupt putting the money on the board every single night. Doubtful. Uh, doubtful. Doubtful in my world, my man. Uh, so we're looking forward to the Leafs and Kings. We're going to get to the goaltending conversation in mere moments. Lost in the shuffle, I think, of Mitch Marner's point streak is the team point streak, right? 12 games in a row, 9-0-3. And in, in addition to that, I think it's like 17 or 18 of 19 with at least one point. They haven't lost in regulation since November 11th. Would you look back, say, you know, as a player on the team or in the NHL, knowing that like a month ago you went into Los Angeles, weren't feeling so great, and you walked away with a loss? Like, would you think about that game when you're playing this team again tonight? Um, you'd go back to it. You'd be reminded of it like day of the game this morning. They're probably getting a quick skate in and either before, you know, probably before the skate, they're going to be watching some video. What happened last time? Um, what were their tendencies? What were, how did we break down to lose to this team? And, and you'd be reminding yourself of it for sure. But, um, as far as putting so much stock into, 
um, just mentally, oh, this team beat us last time. Like not a ton. I mean, a lot's changed since then. And uh, these guys are well on their way and, and throughout their season. So um, again, you'd be reminded by some video and stuff like that. You definitely want to pay attention to, you know, take the information that's at hand. Why did we lose last time? What did they do to beat us? And if it's a very obvious thing, then, you know, then you just try to correct that and move on. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be taking the LA Kings lightly. You know, their record is not bad. They are not a bottom feeding team. They have beat them before. This is this is definitely not a go get your cookies game as there's hardly any of those in the NHL. But, uh, you know, this is uh, this is a game that you could very well break your streak too because this I wouldn't take this team lightly at all. They're going to be coming in and, and trying to do exactly what they did in October. Yeah, and it seems like always Los Angeles has a lot of success uh, in Canada. Um, obviously, a lot of their players are from the area as well, and they always seem to play the Maple Leafs tough in general, whether it be out in Los Angeles or here in Toronto. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game. The goaltending conversation, uh, Ilya Samsonov, or as Sammy, as you call him, 7-2-0. and This will be his 10th start of the season, 2.09 and 9.24. Uh, kudos to you for starting this conversation back on Monday how would you handle the goaltending situation moving forward now that both these guys are healthy? Um, is there a guy in your view who's a definitive number one or is this a tandem moving forward? <clears throat> I, I think you lean towards Matt Murray as being the number one um, with the understanding that um, we're going to we're not going to beat the hell out of you, especially with the injury history with Matt Murray. But I mean, he's got, he's got the higher pedigree. He's got the Stanley cups. He's got the experience. He's older. Um, and he's playing really, really good. So all signs point to Matt Murray being the starter, which I think was basically the idea coming into the season. Um, you know, luckily that Samsonov has stepped up and, and had a wicked record and, and been a huge part of some wins earlier on when Matt Murray was injured. So I would just keep an open line of communication if I was the coach and just be like, boys, you know, like there, there doesn't have to be any smoke and mirrors. We don't have to play any head games with yeah. you guys. This is what we got. You guys are both doing great. We're going to keep your confidence up. We're going to keep your reps up. We're going to try to rest both of you when we can, especially, you know, when guys are starting to feel a little worn out and maybe Murray's starting to feel a little twingy in his groin. Like, absolutely. We're going two in a row with Sammy. Like, just keep the lines of communication open. And I mean, I don't know those guys' personalities too well, but hopefully they're they're guys that are okay with kind of going with that one-two punch and they understand that's the best thing for the team and there's no animosity or competitiveness within the group of two there and I can't imagine that's the case especially with Murray being um, you know the veteran experience that he has I'm sure they'll be handling that well personally I would uh, I would alternate uh, very similar to what we've seen from the Boston Bruins in the past not so much this season especially when they had Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak I know, you know, Rask was the number one, but they weren't worried and, and afraid to go with Yurislav Halak when it mattered. I, I do agree with you. Like, I think they had divisions when they picked up Matt Murray for him to be the number one. But I think Ilya Samsonov has played well enough to fight for playing time at the very least. And on top of that, every point you just made about, you know, Matt Murray's history with injuries, right? I think you have to be very, very careful and weary and also, you know, know the fact that this is Matt Murray. And I, I think... You, you have to treat him delicately more so than you would somebody else, just more so, again, because of the track record and the resume with injuries. So personally, I would alternate. I would go back and forth, but I do agree Matt Murray is is sort of the number one guy. And I think if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, which we know they're not going to, it would be Matt Murray starting, no? Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, totally. And um, like, if you have to put a label on it, if you have to mark one, which you don't have to do, but if you had to, I agree, you'd put Murray as number one. But yeah, switch hitting them, absolutely. I just, I feel like with the pressure in that uh, in that pressure cooker of a market and the media presence and stuff, and neither of these guys have played in that intense of a market, and Murray understands what it's like to be injured and how you get injured, I'm sure they're both okay with with switch hitting games and and going back and forth and um i can't see why they wouldn't be it takes kind of the pressure off both of them and they can support each other and and feed off each other and and you know just actually be a team back there instead of you know some coaches like to say i want it to be a competitive i want one to be trying to beat the brains out of the other and steal that job and stuff like that that works sometimes but in this situation i think it's best if they uh if they both do kind of a tandem together and like support each other and and switch hit those games and talk about what they're feeling and i don't think murray likes being on the shelf nobody does and i'm sure he's trying to avoid that and the best way is to you know not overuse your body and like shit kick your groin to the point where okay i'm toast now like i just pulled something after feeling it for a week and a half you've been using me a lot you know, I have this tendency and now I'm toast for two, three, four weeks. You know, you're trying to avoid that. And I think both of them understand that, you know, what the big picture is this team and, and how they've been lacking in the past and what they need to do to get to the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs. And I think if they both understand that, they'll be totally fine with with going back and forth on the games here. And again, that is the luxury of racking up wins the way this team has in the in the early going of this season, the first 27 or so games of the year, is that you don't have to put strain on anybody. And then it's also the luxury of having two competent guys in between the pipes where you just don't have to pledge all your allegiance in one guy where you know both guys are going to give you really, really quality net mining and they've, they've done nothing to suggest otherwise. So it's a... It's an excellent narrative and storyline to watch moving forward, but that's the way I think we would handle that situation. 
If you have other thoughts, hit us up in the YouTube chat down below. Like, who would your number one be for the playoffs for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Again, a lot of racetrack between now and then, but it is an interesting conversation. And by far, it's been the most surprising story of this early season for the Maple Leafs, at least in my opinion, how good Ilya Samsonov has been, how solid uh, Matt Murray has been as of late, too. And we'll see Murray coming up, I'm sure, on the weekend for this Leafs team. Meantime, I got to ask you this question again, because there's got to be positives, there's got to be pros, there's got to be cons. Is this are discipline issues brewing with this Maple Leafs team? And the reason why I ask that, they've taken 13 minors over the past two games. I think it's been masked a bit, <clears throat> excuse me, by the PK, obviously a lot um, by the goaltending situation. But the reason why I bring that up is tonight, the Los Angeles Kings are the hottest team on the power play in the NHL, Rosie. They're 11 for the past 20 on the peeper. And I think anytime LA's in town, people are going to talk about the Jake Muzzin trade. Uh, Sean Dursey has been ripping it up. He was uh, a key cog in that deal for Muzzin, has been ripping it up on the power play for the LA Kings. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's been masked up to this point and they haven't had a time where, you know, the power play gets three against them in one night and they have absolutely no chance of winning the game because of that singular thing. And had that happened already, I think people would already be, you know, raising the flag about, hey, what's going on with the discipline issues? But um, I'm sure it's been mentioned. I'm sure that they have talked about, hey, we've been getting away with a few. We can't keep relying on our PK. We can't keep relying on our goalies to bail us out. This isn't a formula for success so they're gonna have to find ways to uh stay out of the box and um i don't think that by watching the penalties it's just flippant undisciplined you know attitudes towards the game i just think you kind of get caught in a rut where you where you kind of snowball on yourself and you know guys on the pk got to be careful you like just because you're on the pk doesn't mean they're not going to put you down five on three you got to keep your sticks down and you can't be hooking and holding you just got to be positionally sound not put yourself in a position where you may need to take a penalty so i think today like you said is a great example of why they should be beating their drum this morning saying hey Let's keep our sticks in the right positions. Let's not be hooking and holding. They're going to call it. We've been caught before, but we've been let off the hook and, and bailed out, so to speak. And chances are, if we continue on this trend, we will get burnt tonight by this power play. As you say, like 11 for 20 is ridiculous. So um, you want to stay out of the box today and, and just keep your feet moving. And, and you won't have a problem with, with getting called for that stuff when you're caught out of position, I think. The important thing is to get uh, ahead of this, right? The fact that as trend is brewing, as mentioned, you you took six against Tampa, you took seven against the Dallas Stars. The PK has been fantastic. The goaltending has been great, but you mentioned it. This is the National League. If you keep giving teams opportunities, they're going to burn you big time. It doesn't matter if it's Tampa. It doesn't matter if it's the Islanders, the Ottawa Senators. This is the NHL. And so I think the Leafs have to get ahead of that. And and don't take the dumb penalties, you know, like the double minors, the five on three, stuff like that. So certainly something to monitor tonight in terms of storylines, for sure. Uh, as mentioned, the Los Angeles Kings, 11 for the past 20 on the power play. So uh, stay tuned for that and the Leafs and the Kings on Thursday night. Meantime, the wrap up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. I am riding hot this week, Rosie. I will not lie. I'm going to keep it simple, stupid, the KISS method. That's one of my favorites, and I was just terrible, terrible back in the day. I believe that was a math term, wasn't it? Keep it simple, stupid? Um, I think it's used everywhere. No, I think it was bed math. Yeah. Oh, bed math. You're thinking bed math. Brackets, exponents, yeah. buddy. Come on. Nothing to do with yeah. betting. 
Shows you how great I was at math that I thought KISS was a math term. But uh, nonetheless, I digress. I would like Mitch Marner over two and a half shots on goal. I know I hit this the other day. You got to go back to the well. What I'm getting at is keep it simple. Go with what works with you. And uh, certainly Mitch Marner's been hitting. You're going to get that around minus 120. He's cleared in five straight games, 23 shots on goal. And that's been the biggest difference for me, for Mitch Marner, excuse me, in the last couple of weeks has been he's shooting the puck way more. And, and that's an excellent development. I just think it gives another layer for opponents to guard against, right? Yeah, why not? Like when you're hot, you're hot. I feel like, uh, you know, when you're snake bitten and uh, you're overthinking things and you're kind of caught in a rut, you'll you'll have the, you know, the tendency to maybe hold on to the puck a little bit longer or try to find that last seam pass or, you know, and when you're hot, you just get that puck and like things are moving for you and you just bury that thing on net and good things happen, right? Whether it's rebounds or passes off pads or you happen to, you know, beat a goalie and you're just, when you're hot, you're hot and he is hot. So there's, like you say, no reason for him not to be shooting that puck. And yeah, you've been on fire. Every time I look at uh, what's going on in the league, my eye goes to your bets and man, you've been, uh, you've been picking them off and they haven't all been easy ones either. You know, you've got some puck line stuff, you're picking, uh, you know, betting against the Boston Bruins and you're nailing them. So uh, keep going. And uh, two and a half is not hard for Mitch to get by. I can see him doing that in the first period, getting three shots on net. So let's keep that train rolling. I got to keep, uh, keep keeping up to you with these bets and, and putting my money where your mouth is. I'm putting money on the board for this one tonight. The boys need it. They they need it big time. So I'm putting money on the board for this bet tonight. Uh, Mitch Marner over two and a half shots on goal. We mentioned the point streak, 20 straight games with a point. Uh, as referenced back on Tuesday night, it was the battle of the point streaks. Mitch Marner against Jason Robertson. Speaking of Robertson, of course, we know his brother Nick is with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I had a chance to go one-on-one -on -one, um, via my work with the NHL with Jason Robertson uh, on Wednesday, we discussed the point streak and we also discussed his relationship with his brother and playing his bro. What's it like to play against your brother? Like, do you often catch yourself like looking at each other on the ice or in warm-up saying like, we're really doing this right now? Cause I don't know about you. I get fired up to play my bro who's a goalie in like beer league hockey. I can only imagine what it's like at the NHL level. Yeah, I mean, maybe at the first moment, uh, the first game was definitely uh, uh, an emotional game because it was it was pretty special for our parents to come down to it. And then the second time, my mom came up for it. And it was Toronto, and but then at the end of the day, you know, you're you're just doing a job. You're trying to win a game. You're trying to do what it takes, and um, you're just focusing so much on on trying to win and trying to you know, play your hardest. And, um, I mean, we're both competitive people, you know, everyone on the ice is being competitive and, you know, they kind of put aside that, uh, you know, that, uh, can I that emotion or whatever? And you're just trying to, trying to win the game because you'll see them afterwards and, uh, or before and everything, get that out of the way. I have to ask this because I love asking players who have siblings or brothers or family in the league. Do you think you could ever get to a point where you drop the mitts with your bro? Like we've seen that in the past and I never could understand it, even at a professional level, even knowing it's a business. Do you think you could ever get to that level in the NHL? No, no, I, I would, you know, I've never fought anyone in the NHL. I haven't fought, I fought once in junior and that was kind of a joke but <laughs> so i can't say i can't I, i'm certainly not a fighter and then most definitely wouldn't be towards my brother um but uh yeah it's just not possible as a matter of fact my uh my little sister is a professional jujitsu fighter 
And uh, that's someone I don't. That's someone I don't want to mess with. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd beat both of us, to be honest. Yeah, that, it's just tough. Like I often ask fighters in general, like how do you scrap a guy, and then like two seconds later you're off for dinner or you're up in the club with this guy. Like it makes no sense to me, but it is a different era, as you know. Uh, you reference your mother. Like I think it's so cool uh, watching the broadcast out here in Canada. She's got like the jersey and hat combo going. Have you figured out a pattern that works with the home team and the away team? I noticed last night, I think she was wearing the Dallas jersey with the Maple Leafs cap, right? Yeah, I mean, I think she's kind of got the gist of it. Um, you played three times. So, I mean, this is our first time in Dallas. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess that's what she's going to do. I mean, uh, certainly she, she, she might get more creative down the years. But, uh, yeah, I guess she's kind of finding her... Uh, her little outfits for home games and uh yeah i mean it uh it's you can definitely spot you know who the robertson mom is in the crowd so there you have it a bit of my excerpt uh with jason robertson the dallas star by the way in the uh, description down below here in the youtube channel you can check out the full interview uh, with the nhl on their youtube page so make sure to check that out but i love that the brotherly love rosie ever scrapped your bro no, it's funny when you're talking about that. Like I played my with my brother in junior, which was nice. Um, but <laughs> in order to make that team, we had this black and gold game where, you know, you're, you haven't cut it down to the final roster yet and you got two teams going. And at the time, it was kind of like the black and gold game. It was like the first real hockey game of the season. And a lot of the people from the town came out. So it was a decent crowd. And at that time, we had had a lot of local kids on, which the team was kind of craving for a long time. So lots of people came out. And uh, my brother is a couple years older than me and just kind of a center ice dumping or whatever. He kind of maybe stood me up a little bit and we we just kind of we just kind of hit, no big deal. And I think we were both about to kind of change and I kind of gave him a little push after. And, and then he was like, no, 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 I get the last shot. And so he gives me a, a push. So then I'm like, well, and then he gave him a little jab and then he comes over with the two-hander, boom. And long story short, we are standing right in front of the benches, just axe swinging at each other's ankles and it gets higher and higher around each other's waists and stuff. And then we're, but we're both like, well, we don't, like, we're not actually going to go, are we? But everyone was stopped looking at the Rosedale brothers tomahawking each other. And I remember we got home that day and my dad's like in this room now and he sits us both down and he's like, you guys do that kind of shit is no problem with me. You do it together. You stick up for each other. You go after the other guys doing that shit as a team. I never want to see that again. I was sick with to death looking at that shit. And we were just like, sorry, dad. <laughs> but luckily we never had to actually dust each other. Cause it, uh, I don't think either one of us would be holding back just for a lifetime of, uh, of bragging rights on the line. How old were you guys, uh, for that? I would have been 17. He would have been 19. Fuck, that's that's incredible. <laughs> How old were you when you had your first scrap, by the way? Um, like actual real scrap, I probably would have been 17. Um, I, yeah. You have your old cage rages in, in midget and, yeah. and bantam and whatnot. They really don't count. But actually playing junior and uh, oh, I guess I would have been 16 years old. I remember this... Uh, it was a 20 year old at the time. Um, I was trying to make the, the, the junior team before I went to midget AAA. I ended up not making it and went back to midget, but, uh, this 20 year old wanted to go at me and we were, we were wearing like these penny jerseys, like those thin little ones yeah. for like a preseason type thing. And it just shredded off of me and I got free and just shit pumped this guy. And for, uh, <laughs> for the rest of the year for that 20 year old, my brother and the guys that were on the team were just laying it to him saying a 16 year old shit pumped him. So that was my first experience that actually went positive, but 
my first experience in uh, league play, I got punched right here and there's a big star split. I remember feeling like, okay, that's what that feels like. I better, uh, better pay attention during this kind of stuff. A star was born. And I did my research for that interview and many thanks to the NHL for letting us uh, play a bit of it here. Um, I, I saw a good scrap with Keith and Wayne Primo back in the day. It just shows that it does happen. I just think it would be tough to get to that level where you're trying to punch the lights out of your bro, but I digress. Uh, looking forward to tonight's game as well. The Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings. Looks like your guy Dennis Malgin is going to return to the lineup in favor of SDA, who was loaned back uh, to the Toronto Marlies, uh, Semyon Durogachinsev. So a cup of tea. I didn't even notice him in the first game he better with all the power plays i don't know how you give him a legitimate look but again his time hopefully will come again following and moving forward in this season but uh, dennis malgan coming back in tonight too in addition to tj brody who we mentioned yeah that's nice yeah i know sda there didn't get a whole lot of time i think uh by the third period there he'd only played four or five minutes but um yeah tough to give him a shot during a game like that and at the same time not a guy uh, expected to come in and and shoot the lights out by any stretch but um you know i like malgan in there i like some of the some of the looks they're having like um you know camp and angval and um and uh, Kerfoot, you know, kind of finding some things out there. It seems like this team mixes up the lines a lot more than other people, and I think they're trying to find something. And you know what? How do you argue with it? Because it's been working, and and uh, I, I like that rather than just holding strong to one thing. And then if things go wrong, you have absolutely no idea what to do. It kind of gives you a base of of what to look at. So, yeah, that third line I think is good. I think Camp deserves uh, – <laughs> a chance to get up a, a line and, and play a few more minutes. He's been so solid. I mean, none of yeah. the mistakes come off of his play and he seems to be solid and he's produced here and there when he gets a chance and, you know, a little bit of bump for those two that uh, I would love to find another gear for those two wingers on the third line. Yeah, it goes without saying, man, I just need a bit more juice here from Alex Kerfoot. Like he's making pretty decent coin and he's not doing much offensively and he's had every opportunity in the top six, the bottom six, just been a tough year overall for Alex Kerfoot. But as you know, having played the game bumps, I think the 22 game skid with the empty netter against Dallas. So maybe that gets him cooking a bit. But Rosie, we'll leave it at that. Looking forward to this one tonight and also looking forward to three hits with Rosie coming back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I like pumping those things <laughs> out. We'll see what happens Dude, tonight been and on, what's on the table. We've been on an absolute roll with these things. So uh, bring the heat tomorrow, okay? And have a great weekend. Okay, dude. Sounds good. And we will see you on Monday. There you Friday. go. Doesn't even know when he's going to be back. Yeah, no, well, we'll be back tomorrow, but you'll be, yeah. No, you're right. No, today's Thursday, no? Yeah, today's Thursday. He'll be back on Monday. Oh, that's right. I don't know what day it is, man. I'm a shift yeah. worker. It's, a, it's all a blur. Same shit with me, but nonetheless, we will chat again. That's Jay Rosehill. Again, many thanks to the NHL. The interview there with Jason Robertson. Make sure to check it out. Uh, subscribe, leave us a review, comment you'd like to do to help the show out. Appreciate that. For now, we're going to bid you farewell. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care.